Hi, and welcome to episode number 218 of the Savvy Social Podcast. This is a show dedicated to helping passion-led online business owners and entrepreneurs learn how to use social media as a tool to grow your business. I'm your host, Andrea Jones, and I'm fiercely committed to helping you understand both the how and the why of social media marketing so that you can create connection, build community, and make your difference in the world. This podcast is brought to you by Sendable, which is the all-in-one social media management tool that my agency uses every day to schedule and analyze our clients' results. You can try them out for yourself by going to onlinedrea.com slash sendable. I'm excited to bring Alicia Henderson on the show today. Alicia is a video and business strategist who helps women entrepreneurs go from unknown to in demand by leveraging LinkedIn video as a client lead magnet so that they can show up with confidence to attract premium clients, scale their visibility and increase their revenue while building businesses that revolve around their families and not the other way around. Alicia, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. So excited to dive into the concept of video, specifically video on LinkedIn. But how did you kind of get started with your journey in this video visibility angle for your business? Well, it first started when I noticed that there weren't a lot of people using video to market their businesses. I first had another business as a medical biller. We you know, really did marketing for doctors and I wanted to get more in front of doctors. So I started recording videos and posting them on YouTube and on LinkedIn. And then I said, oh, okay, well, I can teach women how to do this as well. And I noticed the more videos that I did, the more visible I was, the more calls we got, the more money we made. So it was just really that simple. You got to show up and be visible with video. Yeah, I know. And I feel like this is something that, you know, as marketers, we've been talking about for years, it's become even more apparent this year. But also as people, we feel a little shy, like putting our face on camera. What are your tips for putting ourselves out there, especially when we don't want to? (laughs) Well, you know, the, the one thing I do say is that we're doing business with people and not with robots or with a logo. So I am an introvert. I show up when I need to, and then I go get my you know rest from just vegging out. So when I know I don't want to show up on camera, but I know I need to, I first take a deep breath. <laughs> I take a deep breath because I know that it's going to require a lot of energy. So when I make sure I have enough energy, I know what I'm going to be t- talking about because a lot of people talk about things on video that their idle clients and their audience doesn't care about. So that discourages them from showing up on video. And then I also practice and practice could just be reading something. So that way I remember what I'm going to say on camera. And that happens to be the best thing is to practice and not necessarily practicing to correct, but practicing to get better. So I don't uh, record with a script. I just record with bullet points and I never read when I'm actually recording because I practiced in my brain. And remember what I was going to say. So the one thing I could say is just, if you don't like being on camera, is to practice. And then there's also other types of video where you don't have to show your face, but we want to see your face. So practice, maybe ask a friend to say, hey, how does this sound? And practice in front of them so they can give you a critique. But the only way to get better and the only way to get comfortable is to practice. 
Yes. And when it comes to kind of putting those videos on LinkedIn and, and writing out those bullet points, how do we know what to say in the actual videos? This is a question we get a lot because um, I don't know about y'all, but sometimes my mind goes blank when the camera turns on and I'm like, what am I even doing here? <laughs> so um, what, are you, what are your tips for, you know, how do we know what to say and what in what order do we say it? All of that good stuff. Well, I always like to start off with a good hook or a good question or something that's a little bit um, that goes against the grain of what other people are saying in the industry. So I always start with that because I want to make sure that my audience is getting intrigued, if not by the title of the video, by what I'm saying. So that way I can keep their attention. So I always you know, start with that. And then I introduce myself. That should be something that we all know how to do because it's the elevator pitch. We're telling people what we do, who we do it for and why and how we help them. And then I go into the bullet points and the bullet points can be just one word. So for instance, I want to use the word lighting and I want to talk about lighting. I'll just put one word. So that way I remember. And then I'll say darkness and I'll be, hey, you need to make sure you get a ring light or I'll just put ring light. So that way I remember. Now there might be a phrase there, but it's not going to be longer than five words. That way it doesn't look like I'm reading off the screen or off the bullet point or off the three by five card. I just put like small bits and pieces of where I'm going to go with the conversation. I also make sure that the main content is no more than three main points. One reason and one thing that I see people do is they put so much into one video when those videos could be multiple videos because they want to inundate the audience with so much information. Listen, people are not going to stick around for this long winded video because they have all these things. I have three kids. I have a dog. I have a husband. Someone's always wanting something from me, even during work hours. So I know if I want to get that person's attention and give them bite-sized pieces that they can take and run with right away and get some results from, I'm only giving them three. And I may not even give them three things. I may just give them one thing that's about one topic and then continue to take action and create videos with the next two or three steps. So if you give them just a little bit of information, then you're able to remember the things on the, you know, your outline of your script. You should, I should say scriptingly, you know, quotation marks, and then you can keep going. And then from there, I'll do a call to action and a recap. And then I'll give them my outro and I'm out. And that works for both live video and recorded video. It's the same thing. And once you do it over and over again, the repetition, you'll remember how to outline or format your whole video from there. So I'm thinking I'm all about simple. Listen, I don't, I don't, I don't have time to overcomplicate it in my mind. I don't have the mental capacity. So it's all about being simple and the same thing over and over again. Yes, I agree. Keep it simple. Kiss it. So oh, I want to dive deeper into that because I think those listening are probably taking a lot of notes right now for the, the structure of the videos, um, specifically the hook. You know, we hear this term a lot, the hook. Um, how do we come up with a good hook? What makes a good hook? I think one thing that makes a good hook is when you really say, like, give it a, a result. Or when you flip it around as to what someone else may say, oh, that's not good. Or, oh, I never thought about it in that way. Like make someone really think about what you're saying. And I don't want to say necessarily be controversial, but the best ones go against what someone else is talking about. 
So for instance, a lot of people are talking about for videos, you need to have a huge audience before you start doing video. And so I flip it around and say, you don't need a huge audience. Here's why. And I'm only talking about having an audience of one because one trickles down into two and three and people share. And there you go. And also that I'm talking about confidence in that as well. And people want to know, hey, well, what's she talking about when she says I only need one person to watch my video? Like, that's not what other people are saying. So when you, what makes a good hook is really turning it and spinning it on what the industry is saying and saying, hey, I'm here to tell you that's not how we can do it. And here's how. So if you comprise your hook of something that is not necessarily controversial, again, but goes against the grain, those are the ones that do the best. Yeah, a hundred percent agree. And I love the confidence angle too. I feel like we all want to like get on camera and be ready and be a hundred percent. But honestly, you need that one person to practice because it does take repetition to get more comfortable on video. Um, I've been recording video since 2007 and I still stutter over my words, forget what I'm saying, you know, all of the things that we all do. And I'm still practicing too. So every time you get on, on camera, you're definitely practicing. And that for that one person, that one person can make a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So let's fast forward to the end of the video talking about the call to action. You know, what's a, what is a good next step for someone as they're watching our video? What, what's a good thing to invite them to do? Well, for me, I want to hear from them directly. So the best thing I say is, you know, leave a comment down in the video below. That's the best way because in the comment section, you're having a conversation and you're leading them to give you more information. When you lead them to give you more information, it's, well, you can ask them questions, which then become more content ideas, like asking them, well, what do you struggle with? What, why is this? Are you looking to do this? That way you can get more about your audience, learn more about them. And that leads them to then take the next step with you. So I always say the best way is to ask them to comment below or reply to this. That's the best way. Other ways are having them download a freebie and sticking that into, you know, the the comment section. But I want to have a conversation because this lets them know that I really want to talk to them. I'm really invested in them learning how to use video and what are the things that hang, you know, get, they get hung up on. So because of that, I'm going to ask them, hey, let's have a conversation below. And they are more intrigued to do that. I mean, I'm telling you, they want you to talk to them. We may think, oh, someone's just going to watch your video and keep going. No, they want like a lot of people want to give their opinion. If you haven't seen on social media, everybody's got an opinion. So they're going to tell you, yes, I agree. No, I don't agree. That's me. Oh, I don't have that problem. So no, I don't have that problem. We don't really care. Or we may ask them, hey, so. What have you done since you don't have this issue? What have you done to get over that since you don't have that issue? Which is great because you're getting more content from them. So for me, the best uh, call to action is to let's have a conversation below. Or if you just want to go straight in for the kill, hey, book a call with me or buy this or whatever the case is. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Just taking that baby step towards conversation. I feel like that's easy. A lot of us can do that. Feels very low pressure and um, helps people kind of know that you care about them. They are a human. And I, you said earlier, like this is human conversations, not robots. I really like that. Yes. Um, now, specifically thinking about LinkedIn, you know, what's different about LinkedIn video versus some of the other platforms? 
Well, because video is new on LinkedIn, and if you get in on it right away, you are carving your own lane out for you to stand up as the expert on LinkedIn. So no one's going to be able to enter that lane because I can guarantee you no one in your industry right now is using video on LinkedIn. I mean, it's a small number. So because it's so new, they're pushing anything that has to do with content creation on that platform, specifically with video, they're pushing that out to everyone. Yes, I know the other platforms are doing that too, but because those are so inundated, then they take up, you know, I mean, TikTok, Instagram, you're always scrolling. Here, you actually have to sit and watch the person's video. So it's a little different than it being a TikTok or a reel. You have to sit, watch, and listen. And because they know that people, I mean, the money makers, the buyers, they're on LinkedIn. The ones who are going to spend a lot of money, they're on LinkedIn because they know that video is a thing to do. So because it's so new, you can automatically like just take over your industry with the video. And I mean, I've seen so many people, I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, you start following them, you start interacting and the video, all of a sudden you see like 50 comments under that person's thing versus, you know, someone's on Instagram or TikTok where they're just going to go right past you. On LinkedIn, they're actually going to take the time to listen. So um, that's a really good way. And, and they tell you too, hey, two or three minute videos do the best on LinkedIn versus a long video. Like there's no guessing um, because you know that this is going to work. And every single time, it's always going to be those type of videos. Mm, got it. Yeah, I can definitely see that working really well for LinkedIn. What about live video? Because I know that live video tends to be longer than the, the, the two to three minutes. Uh, but I also noticed just for myself, you know, I usually live stream to multiple places, but LinkedIn has been getting a lot of engagement lately, way more than YouTube or Facebook. Um, so what do you see happening in the live video landscape on LinkedIn? Well, First of all, I'm just glad they got like like live video because they are a day late and a dollar short with this. They really released it to all of us in 2020 because of the pandemic. And a lot of people weren't using it first. Now they are because they are noticing that video is the thing. Like they are, they released live video on that platform now for everyone to use. So because you're seeing more engagement because they're letting people know, hey, she's going to go live. And you have two ways to do this. You can just post about it on LinkedIn, or you can create a whole event for that, which they're going to push to your whole network. So everyone's going to see. Now they're doing really well because they are longer than the two to three minutes. They're 15, 20, 30, 40 minutes. And you're having people who are not even in your network see these live videos. Normally you have people who are just following you. Those would be the only people that would be able to see, but because they're pushing it out to everyone on the platform or people who follow certain hashtags, then more people are allowed to see these things. And the engagement is like, it's so incredible because they want people to see it. And they are really putting a huge focus on video and they're actually trying to get other content creators from the other platforms to come up on LinkedIn and really try to turn it around because they know it's normally known as the stuffy, like male dominated platform. So they want it to be like, hey, we want you to be seen. So as soon as you go live, boom, it's out to 20 million people in the network. So the reason why I think it's doing so well is because of that. And also because a lot of people are not using it because they are shy or they don't know, or there's a lot of tech that they feel that goes along with it when it's really not that bad. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. I I've seen the same thing, like experience the same thing on LinkedIn and that, um, your audience is just almost quadrupled by the number of people that you're able to reach through live video. Um, so it'd be really interesting to see. I hope, I hope a lot more people come on over to LinkedIn because I like it better than say Facebook, for instance. It's mm-hmm. not as, um, Eh, I don't know, crowded. Facebook <laughs> yes. feels very crowded and there's yes. a, it's a lot happening on Facebook. Whereas LinkedIn, people are like so business minded that it feels like there's a singular focus. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I hope more people come on over. <laughs> yes. And on Link- and Facebook, everybody's trying to be the guru on LinkedIn. You are the guru. You're not trying to be because people are following you. They're engaging with you and they see you as the expert. And that's why video is so important because you're carving your own lane out. Like if I'm saying I'm helping women use video on this platform, like who else is saying that? Who else is saying they're helping you do that? Yeah, they may be doing it on Instagram. They may be doing it on Facebook, but no one's saying this particular platform, this is what I'm helping you do. And you can do the same thing on LinkedIn. If even if there's other people, a hundred other people, if you have your own particular branding, your own particular message, there's no way you can't stand on, on that platform with video because no one else is using it. So, and your people are saying, Hey, this is the guru. If you show up first or within like, you know, first couple people and you're using video, you're the guru versus on Facebook. Everybody is trying to put out this long winded, like, you know, have you ever seen those long posts that people do where it's like long scrolling yeah. and like, yeah. girl, just get to the point. That's because they're trying to be the guru, guru or the expert. You are the expert on LinkedIn. Mm, okay. Got it. Yeah. I really like that. And I think that there's a lot of room on LinkedIn for business owners. So come on over. Uh, Alicia, I know you have a live stream resource guide. Tell us about that. Well, the live stream resource guide is all about for you to have the tools you need to show up on live video and crush it every single time. Uh, there's not a lot. I don't believe in having all these tools, but I give you the right tools to have. So I don't think you need like a full uh, video setup with the background and all these things. I'm thinking, here you go. Here's, you know, a camera stand. Here's a ring light. Here's the best tech tools if you want to use your browser or here's the best camera to use to go on live video. And then I also give you some pointers on how to use them as well and how to implement that into your own live video or even just your regular video strategy. So I'm very excited about that, uh, that guide that I have. I know everyone's going to be able to use it to stand out better on camera. Beautiful. And I'll put that link and all the links that we mentioned today in the show notes. You can find those at onlinedrea.com slash 218. Alicia, where else can people connect with you? I'm going to guess LinkedIn. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, definitely on LinkedIn. You can uh, follow me at Alicia Henderson, or you can follow my business page, Alicia Henderson uh, Video and Business Strategist and connect with me there as well. Wonderful. And I'll put all those links in the show notes. Thanks again for being on the show today. Oh, thank you. I had such a fun time. And thank you, dear listener, for tuning in to another episode of the Savvy Social Podcast. If you like this show, head on over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, follow us, give us a five-star review, helps keep us in the top of the marketing charts, which we appreciate. Uh, next week, I have another juicy episode coming in for you soon, and we have new episodes every single Tuesday. So stay tuned for that. I'll see you then. Bye for now.